Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Woo-hoo! Justin Monorail, and <laughs> and that's right. That's a little uh, interrupting teaser right there. It's uh, <laughs> our listen. We've been building up to this for a long time, so excuse us if we're a little overly excited and just can't hold it in anymore. But this is the crossover event that you've all been waiting for your entire lives. I'm going to wager there's nothing that you have ever been more excited for than this event right here tonight. And Thursday night. Don't forget, this is a two-parter. But, you know what? I can't do this alone, obviously. Joining me to kick off the Monday Morning Monorail crossover event is... Chicken nugget. One of the... Oh, no. Oh, no. You didn't do that to me, Frank. It's one of the Dillo siblings, and... I already said his name. Here he is. It is Frank Cardillo. Frank, welcome aboard the monorail. I am so excited to be here. I cannot even tell you. That I, we, we like to do the big builds. We like to, you know, we, we want the payoff, and this is the payoff. We're big wrestling fans. That's right. So, you know, we, we've been building it up all this time, and now it's finally happening, and I'm so excited. That's right. Yeah. I thought about turning heel before this show started, and <laughs> that way we could really get you over. But, uh, you know, I, I think we'll, we'll go in as, as a tag team face combo here. Is, is that what it would be? You would be the heel because I'm angry all the time, so I would get more. If I if I turned heel, people would just cheer me, so it wouldn't work. It would not work at all. It'd be like the Stone Cold, the Becky. Yeah, you'd, you'd get all the heat, and, and people would love it, but that's okay. Uh, no, I'll go heel because I think I'm, I've got the ego. I, I've got this, like... Well, I'm the I'm the host of the show. This is my show. I'm the voice. <laughs> That's right. This is your house. Yeah. Then you can just kick me out and you'll be a fan favorite <laughs> overnight. But Frank, I'm so excited that you're here. Now, here's the way we're going to do this. Let's let's kind of set up at least today and then uh, we can talk about what's going to happen later. Later. Yeah. yeah. So today, Frank and I are kicking off the show. We're going to go through segment one the way that I typically would with the Monorail family. So Frank... You've got a large task in front of you here. You've already picked it up being chicken nugget number <laughs> number three or number four at this point. Yeah. So you're, you you got to stand in for, for Sam McKenna and Garrett, but but All I right. know you can do it. I'm like the kid's meal, the four piece. I'm the fourth piece. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll, you know, we're going to touch on some news. And, and we also have a few kind of general discussion kind of topics that we might get into as we go. Uh, M34D is going to be a little different than you've ever seen it before. So I encourage you to stick around for that because it's going to be a lot of fun. And then segment three, Frank and I will step aside and you're going to get a whole new combo of crossover event people. (laughs) Greatness. Crossover greatness. All right, Frank, let's get into some of these headlines of the week. I pulled this article that talked about the new tasting sampler offer at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Number one, because I know you (laughs) love the Animal Kingdom, but also because this is done in a different way than I've ever seen it before. So essentially, if you sign up for, and and you have to sign up by calling the 407-WDW-DINE, and it must be purchased at least 24 hours before entering the park. So you can't do this online. It's something you have to actually go back, you know, into the 90s. You know, turn in your blockbuster videos, pick up your landline (laughs) and call this number. But if you do, you get a preloaded gift card worth $35 and then you get uh, priority seating at the Rivers of Light show, Mm. which some people might say, eh, who cares? Are you aware, have they ever, has Disney ever offered a similar kind of a a promotion where you get a preloaded gift card and and seating at a show? I haven't heard. I I mean, it sounds like something that sounds like something they've been doing later but i have i can't think of one specifically where it stands out but obviously i love the old school aspect of calling wdw dine <laughs> right. i mean it's good to know that that number still exists mm-hmm. 
And uh, if they're going to find one way for me to get to go to the Animal Kingdom, it's by calling WDW Dine. It's as if they're speaking to me directly and saying, we know you're the AK Hata. That's right. And w- this is what you got to do. And I have been favorable towards Rivers of Light. I don't know how it is without the live actors involved anymore. They got uh, they got, they got the removed X. from the show in the fall. And uh, so that would be the curious thing to me is what the spectacle does without the live actors. I haven't seen it without yet. It's funny to me that you enjoy Rivers of Light because I feel like a lot of people are down on Rivers of Light. (laughs) And this being your least favorite park, like I'm just surprised that you're kind of positive about it. (laughs) Well, it's it's a it's a change. It's a overall like Adillo's this thing, right? Illuminations has changed over years, so I, I'm not. I'm more mediocre about mm, Illuminations. Okay. I'm not a fan of Fantasmic. The Happily Ever After show, I enjoy. Uh, I was never a wishes person. I was a fantasy in the sky person. I was definitely a sorcery in the sky person. <laughs> and uh, the Rivers of Light show. The arena seating, like Fantasmic, it is what it is, but I like the intimacy of the show, mm-hmm. um, and that's what stood out to me about it. And if you're going to win me over with Animal Kingdom, it's going to be, I'm going to have to go there at night. Okay. No, I and that I totally get, because, you know, no, hashtag no shade, right? Um, no shade. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy the Rivers of Light show, but but again, we saw it when they did have the live actors involved, and, and I felt like that engaged the audience in the show even before the main event started, right. so... I think you connected to it better. It's a bit of an abstract presentation, and I really wonder what that's going to be like with just a voiceover and just the show. But this might be a way to try it out because you can get priority seating. You don't have to worry about lining up. You know, you've got a saved seat and you've got five additional dollars. Uh, You paid 30. This is like a Groupon paid 30, got 35 and you get to. You know, taste food from around the parks. You know, they might have thrown in a flight of passage fast pass with that package, and I would, <laughs> I go. would be all in. <laughs> Put you right over the top, absolutely. Now that that would really be a value. <laughs> so I, I would pay more. Uh, yeah, pay more, and then you give me the flight of passage. Uh, <laughs> fast pass yeah, that's then, a good idea. Then you'd really have me. Yeah, that would that would be the hook. So. One of the things that that you were talking about there, you talked about Illuminations has been has changed over the years. Obviously, the the nighttime show at the Magic Kingdom has gone through a, a variety of changes. This is a period of of kind of in my mind a pretty significant change for the mm-hmm. parks in general, and especially when you look at Epcot and you look at Hollywood Studios, they've come out and told us that Epcot's going through a reimagining period, right. um, which really makes me nervous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, change, change. I don't. I, I'm all nerves for that. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> we fear change. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that too. And in, in a lot of ways, I, I tend to be a, a curmudgeon about changing the parks. Um, I try to be pretty positive about it. We talk about this sometimes when we're talking about specific attractions on M34D. I think a lot of it is because you tie so much nostalgia and memories and good, and like it's very visceral. The experience of going back to Walt Disney World and experiencing things you did as a kid and when it's different, it's like, what have you done? What right. have you done? Yeah, it's a double-edged sword because it, the, you need to change because, I mean, I was there 10 days ago uh, as the day this airs, and, you know, you look around and it's why you look at it and you go this place needs to change especially in future world world Mm -hmm. World showcase still you know just has that structure to it yeah but it's amazing to me how future world looks empty even when it's busy and because i was there over food and wine uh, a couple weeks before that and but this time in particular and it was a downtime i get it but it just felt empty and it just felt like it needed some life to it so to that respect i feel like the change needs to come and it should be good change but please tell me what the change is first (laughs) i need to know i can't live in the fear of the unknown yeah well i think you're right i think it is it is the fear of the unknown that makes me more anxious but the thing that i keep thinking about future world is that i agree that future world needs TLC. I, I'm never going to argue that something needs to be done there, but change is not what I think needs to needs to happen there. I I still think that you can bring the original essence of what Future World and Epcot in general was supposed to be about, mm-hmm. and do it in a new and exciting way um, right. without just taking out 
and I'm not trying to say Ellen's Energy Adventure was anyone's favorite attraction, <laughs> but it was educational, and you're putting in Guardians of the Galaxy in that spot, which I don't know what it's going to look like yet, but it'd be hard for me to imagine that that's going to be like an infotainment kind of ride. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's going to be a thrill ride. No, and even, you know, and this is going way back, I worked at the parks when, you know, World of Motion went away and when mm-hmm. Horizons went away, everyone lost their mind. Yeah. And the it was at least replaced with space, which you get the 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 educational aspect and test track you know what it is what it is they tried to throw in some educational aspect you know the one that's always stuck out to me like a sore thumb is is imagination and mm-hmm. they've never gotten that back and i feel like that part in particular that corner of the park is is lifeless yeah and I feel like that's the key. I feel like <laughs> those two pyramids are like, you know, it's like the Da Vinci Code up there. It's like <laughs> of some kind to unlocking the whole park. Right. And whatever you're going to do with that area is going to determine how I feel about this this future world. Listen, right here. <laughs> I would be fine if they just decided to make Epcot all about Figment. Just make him the central figure, make the whole thing about Figment, and I'll be all right. Yeah. Put him wherever you want. Put him in all the countries. I'm good with it. Well, and that was the thing about Journey into Imagination the first time. It was like all these di- different segments. So we always talk about, what about science? Science, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was it was different aspects of your imagination mm-hmm. that you can apply to the whole park. So why not do that? Yeah, why not? Why not? Come on, Epcot. Come on, Disney. I know you're listening and, to us. And maybe when they put Guardians into Disneyland and they have the little figment Easter egg in there, you know, you hope that maybe that's a sign. Maybe that's mm-hmm. a little hint that mm-hmm. those two things will somehow be connected. In I, I, I would love that. I'm down for Wishful that. thinking. Right. <laughs> I'm the king of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason that I brought it up anyway was this week there was a video that was posted. Uh, Disney shared a video from a there was a, a conference that Bob Chappick. He attended the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions Expo, the IAAPA. Yeah, if, if you're into acronyms, and I am. Um, so as part of that, he started talking about the technology that they're bringing into the parks. And, and he does mention that Walt never intended the parks to be a museum. I get that. I get it. It needs to, it needs to always be refreshed. It needs to be um, something that people can relate to and, and draw people back in all the time. Totally fine with that. And I think in a lot of ways, Disney does a really good job of when they do replace things, they, they give a wink to the past while mm-hmm. kind of moving to the future. And I can appreciate that. So this video was kind of interesting. It's interesting to hear him talk and get his perspective on it. It's a short video. It's like a minute and a half, and mm-hmm. I, I would recommend people go take a look at it. But one of the things that they showed in this video is something we've talked about previously, <laughs> um, and it might have been on a, another in another podcast life where I really talked about this, but they show the, the stunt robots, and yeah. just a quick clip of the stunt robots, and that's the thing that always blows me away because I see that and I'm like, I'm like Frank, this is it. This these are the robots that are coming for us, man. <laughs> no, and definitely, and you know, coupled with that, just as it popped into my head right now, that, and uh, I, I retweeted it today was the Bell animatronic that's mm-hmm. going into. To, it looks like it's walking. <laughs> it's like this is it, rise yeah. of the machines. It's yeah. happening. <laughs> I did those tours at T2 3D when it was over at Universal. I did. VIP tours and every day I, it made me think a little bit more about what the future would hold. Here just, it is now. It's a Bell animatronic. The, Bell's taking us all out. <laughs> She's going to lead the revolution. Oh my God. I just picture you standing in the T2 auditorium with like a real serious look in your eye, just like everybody's enjoying this, but this is not entertainment. This is a warning. <laughs> <laughs> this is a warning. That's right. And I knew I knew actresses who played, uh, you know, the the MC there at the beginning who gave you the introduction and like it was a really snide ter- towards other people and <laughs> and it's just like, man, this is what you're getting 20 years from now. And here we are right now. <laughs> about climate change, people yeah. would be snide to you, whatever. <laughs> yep, stunt robots that can do flips, land on their feet, and then come and oh you know. prevent forest fires. Who knows? Oh, that well, you know. Hey, if that's the application, I'm okay with it. <laughs> then they burn down your house. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's it is a cool video, and I recommend uh, people go take a look at it. And and sometimes I think I have to redirect myself to videos like that to uh, remind me that I shouldn't be such a stick in the mud curmudgeon, and and realize that he's right. 
that mm-hmm. you know it is Walt, Walt was Walt's intent to keep the parks moving and fresh. Right, and but you know, there's 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 a the little again. It's that as, as wrestling fans, it's like don't screw it up, don't screw it up, because you look at like Talking Mickey from a year, few mm-hmm. years ago, and everyone thought talking characters were going to take over the world. That's true. And that's not a thing anymore. And now you see like. Even today, you you wonder a little bit with the magic bands, and now you got to show ID with my magic band, even though right. you know, it's like is the magic band technology not really effective? So you wonder about uh, when they show you this technology, where's the follow through? Where's the yeah. payoff? What's the payoff? What's the application? Is it going to be something that just fizzles out after a certain mm-hmm. period of time? I think I think that's a good point, and and yeah, that was something that we were talking about earlier before we started recording. Is is the it seems that Disney's going to start, or at least they're saying now that they're going to be enforcing the uh, the requirement to show an ID with an annual pass. Right. Yeah. And I mean, when I was down there, you know, two weekends ago, oh, ten days ago, whatever it was, the uh, I felt like one they were uh, beefing up their security in preparation for the holidays. I felt like there was a lot of training going on, uh, which is fine, good. This could be bedlam in mm-hmm. two weeks, right. but the maybe part of it is that they're doing this just as a training method who knows and 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 by the time you know next week hits it may all be a a fantasy but uh yeah if it's about the magic band technology then i got issues yeah we just have to ask ourselves is this the real life is it just (laughs) fantasy that's right i'm caught in a landslide sometimes <laughs> no escape sometimes, from reality Justin. i know <laughs> other thing i wanted to bring up we did get a peek at the garden rocks concert series lineup oh. for the 2019 epcot flower and garden festival i i don't know that uh, anything's really jumping out at me here i will tell you here's a little fun fact about justin justin's first concert that he ever attended in his life as a very mm. as a very wee chap was herman's hermits oh and the monkeys so I don't see the monkeys on the list, but I do see Herman's Hermits. May was, 1st the, the was the hook the monkeys or was the hook Herman's Hermits? It was the monkeys. Yeah, they were the oh, headliner. Okay. You know, oh. they were a big influence on the Beatles. Be- well, you know, and the, and the funny thing about the monkeys, right, because it's the monkeys like had the TV. They, mm-hmm. they came back in syndication late 80s. But also Herman's Hermits got a little bit of a boost by the whole video montage in the first naked gun movie. And that's really that's true. That that, <laughs> that that helped him out. I, the, the freaking Henry VIII song is one of those yeah. songs mm-hmm. that, for my entire life, my mom used to sing it just randomly because she knew it would. it's one of those that gets stuck in your head. It's worse right. than Small World. Uh, I'm going to put it out there right now. <laughs> you don't want that earworm because it's hard to get rid of it. But, but looking at the lineup... Um, it's an eclectic mix. Uh, I don't know if there's anything that that you jump, you know, when you saw it, you were like, "Oh, I'd love to attend that show." No, it didn't. And I, I saw Berlin was on there, right? So mm-hmm. just going for the Top Gun song is all you're doing, right? That take you know, take my breath away, right? What else? What else would jump out to you there? I'm trying to. You know, I'm familiar with Simple Plan. They were they were mm-hmm. kind of on the end. So when I was a high schooler, I was a little more into like the pop punk kind of stuff, and then yeah. it, they were kind of on the tail end of that for me. So I I don't know that that would really move the needle for. Me. And if you're gonna, you can't have like the fifth member of the Eagles on there as like your right. hook, right? Because <laughs> yeah. if it's not Henley and it can't be Glenn Fry and it's not Walsh, then <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, what what exactly are you doing? <laughs> I see Lone Star on the list. Here's a funny story about Lone Star. So their song that they that they're known for was Amazed. Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Back in my middle school to high school days, we used to hang out at the skating rink, and when it was couple skate time, I can remember that was one of the songs that they used to put on. <laughs> Try to you don't want to oh, be one the of the couple skate one of the lonely guys sitting on the sideline. You got to find somebody to skate with while they're playing Amazed. But uh, all these kind of festivals, I'm always kind of with their musical acts. I'm always like, ah, it's like <laughs> I, I don't expect. <laughs> The A-listers, obviously, no. but I also you don't have to go down to the letter H. It's just right. <laughs> it's find a happy B, C, D middle ground there because yeah, some of them you know like we were there one time. I was like, boys the men. It's like boys the men's here. Holy cow, Motown Philly, let's go. Yeah, and uh, then and then you hear like just the random, and you're like, no. No, there's only so many one-hit wonders that can appear. Well, I will say, if I was already in the parks and I didn't have to pay a separate admission, you know, and you don't for these concerts, yeah. you can attend right. them for free. You just have to yeah. get there and find a seat. That would be the only case where I would be like, yeah, let's go check out Berlin featuring Terry Nunn, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
exactly. not paying for it. I'm here. I mean, you know, I've got maybe I've got a nice drink in my hand that I picked up over in uh, in Germany or something, and you know, right? Yeah, you breeze through, and and I'll just add if it was the wonders from that thing you do, I oh, that concert, the Oneiders, yeah, <laughs> the Oneiders. I'd go That's see right. the I'd go see the Oneiders, <laughs> especially if Tom Hanks was somewhere around. Oh yeah. I saw Tom Hanks once in my place of employment. I literally did the the cartoon stop on your heels when he walked <laughs> by me. <laughs> so he's one of the guys. We always talk about, like, who would you be starstruck by if you met them? For mm-hmm. me, Tom Hanks is on the list. And, and I don't even actually have a very long list, but Tom right. Hanks is on there. And mm-hmm. I worry I would embarrass myself in front of Tom Hanks. So. Yeah, I, ha- I used to have a list of five, and I have since seen all five at oh, my wow. place of employment, which is crazy, which was, uh, I'm not, I hope I can list them all, Tom Hanks, Kate Winslet, okay. uh, Anne Hathaway, Alan Alda, and Letterman. And wow. Those, those five, yeah, like, are the ones I was like, oh, my God, if I ever saw them and, and in six, seven years now, I've seen all five, and all five, yeah, those are the bad ones. That, yeah. <laughs> like, habba, 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 what? Exactly. What's happening? Here's your tickets. <laughs> Frank, I feel like we could talk forever, but we're yeah. kind of filling up most of the show. I, we got to leave some time for segment three when uh, Samden and Jen get their time to shine. Yeah, it's going to be that is I'm I'm waiting for that one, because I think that the three of them combined are going uh, <laughs> to yeah. land and I could just see them shaking them both up. I'm really excited. Oh, yeah. I think that's his main angle. So he's pretty excited <laughs> about it. But uh, but man, this has been a blast. And, you know, I don't think I said it in the beginning. Hopefully all of you know about Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz. That is Frank and Jen's podcast. It's on every Thursday. Check them out. It's such a fun time. Our show if you're a fan of structure, you might enjoy our show a little bit because we've got these little segments and we go through. But Frank and Jen, they throw structure straight out the window and they just have a good time with it. That's right. <laughs> I'm we saying might, that in a loving like way. The topic and then we're gone. It's <laughs> over. <laughs> but you know what? You guys, you at the Monday Morning Monorail crew there, you guys should come over on Thursday for a little pot mo- potluck movie talk. I think that uh, we'll have some fun. Oh, yeah. Potluck for the holidays. I, that sounds good to me. So uh, sign me up, man. And, and I'm looking forward to it. But for now, we're going to take a little break. We're going to head on over to M34D. So I'm, I'm so excited for you all to hear that, too. <laughs> so stick with us. We will be right back. Frank, thank you so much. Thank you, Justin. And welcome back to M34D. I am Justin Monorail, and on my right, I have the Chicken Nugget. Chicken Nugget, also known as Landon Down. All right. Hello. Hello, welcome to the show. Today, we have a very special episode. We're talking about the amazing Ratatouille ride. There's going to be a new one in Epcot that's coming out, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. And there's also one currently in Paris. Now, I think that they're going to be pretty similar in structure. And as Justin Monorail, Ratatouille and everything Remy is very close to my heart. How do you feel about it, Landon? I don't know about you, but I love rats. Yeah, love rats up in here. Rats are the best creature in the world. So having rides centered around them is pretty dope. I know we've never been to Tokyo, or you might have landed. I don't know. Have you ever been to Tokyo, Landon? Only to see the rats. Only to see the rats. Um, so did you go on Pooh's Honey Hunt in Tokyo? Only the Remy ride. I don't know how you pulled that one off because there's not a Remy ride in Tokyo, but that's pretty pretty interesting. It's called the sewers. <laughs> the, the sewers. That sounds really cool. It, does it feature um, Splinter by any chance? I don't know. I was this, uh, asleep the whole time. Well, then how are you supposed to enjoy the rats? Well, they were the ones who put me to sleep. Okay, well, we can talk about that some other time. (laughs) So, the technology in this ride in Paris is, like, very, very similar to Pooh's Honey Hunt and Mystic Manor in Hong Kong. And they are trackless rides. But the special thing about these is that they are rat carts. They're rats. 
looks. I like how rats look, so. Yeah. Haven't you seen the Disney video? Well, the Ride in Paris's video? Um, I've, I've seen clips of it. Do you know what the rat ride looks like? I know there's a restaurant at the end. There is a restaurant at the end. A very special restaurant where you get to eat ratatouille and b- other featured items made by Remy himself. I will eat anything a rat makes. I agree. Okay, so, like, Remy is a great chef, and so is Rizzo. He's fine. He's not... How would you rate Rizzo's food? New York. Great. Uh, 8 out of 10. 8 out of, eight out of 10. Pretty good. What because about, I ate it. Oh, well... Okay, then. Um, Landon, you seem a little weird today. Is everything okay? Yeah. I ate something a rat made. Oh. <laughs> Was it delicious? Because it sounds pretty good. No. Wait. So, wait a minute. He didn't cook it. Oh, wait. What? <laughs> what rat was this? It's some rat I found. Where? In the sewers in Tokyo. Wait, you went to Tokyo today? No, no, you- no. I brought him home. Okay. How long has this rat been living with you? 15 years. Wow, that's a long... I don't know if rats live that long. He's a kung fu rat. What's his name? Splinter. Hmm. (laughs) Does he have any friends? Yeah. Oh, who? I I love... Tortoises. Rats and their friends. Rat and friends. Two tortoises. I have some cool rats. I got a meal. He's pretty cool. Do you, you know? You know? You've seen him? You see him? I've seen... Plenty a meal. Ah, <laughs> uh, we were pranking you the whole time. I'm McKenna, and that's Chicken Nugget over there. So you, you yeah. got pranked. <laughs> we fooled him good, didn't we? We were so yes. on topic about everything. But okay, here, let me talk to you guys a little bit about this ride, actually, because I'm really excited about it. So it is, like I said, a trackless Stark ride, and in. Tokyo, not Tokyo, in Paris, Disney, they have it in their Toon Studios, which seems like it's a more of a Pixar-centered area. It's kind of like Toontown, but with, um, you know, cars and etc. Sounds nice. I like Pixar. So, so do I. Pixar is pretty cool, because Pixar made one of the best movies of all time called Ratatouille. Um, check it out. Buy Toy it. Story. Buy a million copies and tell them that this ride needs to come sooner than 2020 in Epcot because I want to ride it now. I want to go now. Worship Remy. Please worship Remy the Rat. I personally have a Remy shrine and if you don't have one then you are behind. Like way behind. Like way, 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 way behind. Do you have a Remy shrine, Garrett? No. No? You're so behind. I can't. I can't look at you anymore actually. Everyone needs to have a Remy shrine because Remy the Rat is the best person in the world. I can't afford a Remy shrine. Well, you better st- start working on that. I can't get a job. Go get a job so you can have that Remy money. That's illegal. In this house, we only eat ratatouille. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, in this house, nothing's illegal. <laughs> no. It's the purge. No. No, never. Because you wouldn't want it to be the purge. I'd steal things. Garrett. <laughs> No! I'd force Disney to give me the rights to Ratatouille. You'd force them? How? <laughs> okay, never mind. Um, but I should own Ratatouille, and it should be called McKenna's favorite ride ever in the entire world. The, the Feet- movie is called yeah. that? Feet Remy. So that's just what I'm thinking. Like, let's petition to change the ride name to please make this McKenna's Magical Adventure. Yes, McKenna's Magical Adventure. It's just me crying. Also featuring Remy. Feet Remy. McKenna cries in various stores. Feet Remy the rat. I thought you were going to say McKenna Kreisinger. (laughs) That's not my name. Your name is McKenna Monorail. Garrett. (laughs) Oh, no. Chicken Chicken Nugget. MC40. That's your name. Um, no, my name is MC Squared up in the Hizza. What? Uh, what's a Hizza? You don't know what a Hizza is? It's a house, but mm. in cool people language. You should know that. Well, that's rat well oh yeah, rat you language. don't know because you're not cool because you don't have a room with a rat shrine. But do we have information on the new ride? We do. All right, so the ride should be coming out in May 2020. It will be in the France World Showcase. It's currently under construction. But it is looking like it's going to be like the one in Paris, which is, of course, the trackless ride with 
screens around. So basically, you're going through this ride, and you are the size of a rat, it, look, it seems like. Because everything's bigger than you. I'm already the size of a rat. Yeah, we know that. Um, small boy. So, um, everything is bigger than you and you're going around you're following Remy the rat now it doesn't line up with the movie because it's kind of confusing so Remy has his restaurant while the other restaurants open in the movie as we all know the first restaurant is closed Gusteau's restaurant's closed and Remy's restaurant is open at the inn so at this this ride has both restaurants open at the same time Remy seems to be stealing from the other restaurant, like, ingredients, which is that's very, that's illegal and very strange. Doesn't sound like Remy. It doesn't sound like Remy. I mean, he did steal in the movie, but to feed his colony. Yeah, he, he didn't want them to starve to death. And he also did it out of, like, he was being petty, but who isn't petty? Now he has a restaurant, he has to be more responsible. Yeah, exactly. And for some reason, Linguini is still, like, cleaning stuff at this point in time. And by the time Remy's involved and he knows about Remy, he has made his way up the food chain at work, literally. But I'm ching, um, but... Yeah, he started cooking. Yeah, he's cooking at this point in the ride. He is mopping, apparently, which is very strange. Different timeline. Yeah, and the one, the head chef whose name I cannot remember at the this moment. Short guy? The short guy who's angry and doesn't like Remy um, still works there. And at that point, he's lost his job because Linguini's found out that he is Gusto's son. Yeah, and he owns the place. Yeah, and that, it's his place now. But then, um, so Remy and the gang are running through. And it seems really interesting. Seems like a really cool ride. A ride that I would like to ride at some point. Because, you know, Remy for life. So it is out of story. Yeah. It's its own thing. Yeah, it's like its own thing. Kind of like an alternate universe. Conspiracy theory. The ride is a different universe where Remy's successful before he shows up at this other restaurant. At Gusto's. It's not necessarily a darker timeline, but it's not brighter either. It seems like a darker timeline because he's stealing stuff. Oh, yeah. So You're right, it is a darker timeline. Do you think that he has money problems? Or he just likes stealing. He might be just a criminal. Remy's a criminal in this darker timeline? Yeah, and he has a scar on his eye. No, he doesn't have a scar. But I think that Remy is still voiced by Patton. I'll have to check that just to, you know, see. But it sounds like... Oswald even just got um, left out then. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Oswald. Well, look. Look here, bud. It's more fun to call him Patton. No one likes Oswald anymore. So, on the Wikipedia page, it says that he's Chef Linguini, but that, like, maybe it's just he's cleaning up his station kind of deal? I don't know. It seems, it seems different. It seems like a different timeline. Well... That's interesting. And the restaurant that you see at the end of this ride in Paris is actually Bistro Chez Remy, which is actually the restaurant that you eat in. Hmm. Yeah. And at the end, you know, you bid farewell to the rat colony and you go and you eat. So the ride, there are 36 vehicles in total for this ride. And it has 2,220 rides per hour. Nice. Yeah, so that's that's pretty good for the what it is. It's a pretty good, decent ride. And the ride itself would last 4 minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah, zero deaths. <laughs> well, I don't know if they would tell us if anyone died on the ride. I'm assuming it has zero deaths because it's not a dangerous ride. It could be a dangerous ride because it is. Remy kidnaps you. You go under a stove at some point. And Remy kidnaps fire. you. No, Remy would never. He's a criminal in that timeline. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. This is a darker timeline. The rats have taken control. They're ruling Paris. The rat criminals. <laughs> rat crime. Rat. Remy actually has his own fountain outside of the ride, which I think is really cool. Yeah. So maybe he's like some sort of king. I wouldn't want to touch that water. It's rat water. The rats bathe in the fountain. But, um... They should have rats just strolling around that area. Maybe in this darker timeline, Remy's, like, some sort of king, you know? Like, he rules over Paris. King Remy. King Remy, you know? Bringer of the plague. No. (laughs) No bringer of the plague. Yeah. It it actually wasn't rats that brought the plague. It was fleas. Yeah, we we all know this. So the fleas are the real criminals. But I'm going to leave you with this. 
And this is a darker timeline. Fleas never never existed. Fleas never existed. Remy has taken control. He controls the plague. And he steals food from restaurants. Every other because restaurant. Because he can. Every other restaurant except the ones that give him food um, get the plague. No, there are no other restaurants. There are only two. Oh, there are only two restaurants in this timeline. Yeah, and he steals from the other one just because he can. There's no such thing as Chick-fil-A. Very dark timeline. Dark indeed. But, yeah. What do you think? You think yes, no? Uh, yes on what? Do you agree with this conspiracy theory? Yeah. Okay, well... Tell us if you agree, and yeah. I leave you with that, and now we're going to take a break, and next you will be having Jen and Sam done, so that'll be fun. So they'll wrap it up after this. Have fun. Welcome back to the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. This is Sam. I usually don't welcome us back, but we're doing a special um, episode for everyone. And um, we have Landon from M34D here and Jen from the Dillo's Diz. Um, so excited. Yay. Yes. Yay. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> the switcheroo could do skidoo. Oh, yeah. Could-do? It, it could be the switcheroo skidoo, the switcheroo could the switcheroo <laughs> kazoo. Budoo. Bibbidi bobbidi boo. Yeah, yeah. It continues. We're continuing it, though. I like yes, the bibbity bobbity boo. Yeah. <laughs> we I need to hashtag guess. that. <laughs> yes, switch your bibbity bobbity hashtags as is. Calm down. I love hashtags. hashtags. <laughs> well, hashtag Remy. <laughs> yes. Well, I think this segment we're going to kind of interview Jen about what it's like. To go to the Disney parks over uh, Christmas time and the holidays. Yeah, so neither of you have been there during the holidays? No, unfortunately, that is uh, one thing that I have yet to check off my Disney bucket list. So, uh, Jen, we are going to, I guess, lean on your expertise here in this fun segment of a very special episode of the Monday Morning Monorail. Yes. Yeah, and luckily, I hear you may have a place to stay next year for the holidays. So, you can probably check it out sooner rather than later. Oh, yeah. I'd love to. This is also where I'm going to make a special announcement. I'm moving with Jay and Sam to Florida. Yeah, I'm going to sleep in their backyard. They don't know this yet. Uh, I'm going to dress up as an alligator to blend in. But, you know, I love it. exciting times are happening for everybody. Yeah. I'm thrilled. Yeah. Thrilled. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> no, I'm so I'm excited. I'm so excited I'm gonna, for all of you. Yeah, I'm going to make a point to go over a holiday, like go to a Christmas thing or something. So, yay! yeah, definitely. Now, Jen, how many how many of the holidays have you been to? Has it just been the Christmas thing, or or Sam or Sam mentioned you know the other holidays? I mean <laughs> Halloween. I mean Fourth of July. Maybe Secretary's Day. I don't know what Disney mm-hmm. uh, celebrates, but but have you only been to the Christmas aspect of the you know uh, holiday celebrations? Um, Administrative Assistance Day is really big down there. Okay, um, so that, that right. Um, <laughs> That's why I, you're here. Right. So I lived and worked there for two years. So technically I've been for all the holidays, but to really enjoy them. I haven't, I don't think I've been to Not So Scary. So although I've been around Halloween and seen the decorations, I haven't been to the party. So I think when I think of holidays, I do think of Christmas and I have been there for a New Year's Eve. So that was really exciting. Um, But the holidays tend to be just insane at the park. So it's also always like, I don't know if I want to deal with all the people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I could, I could only imagine the crowds because I mean, Disney generally has a turnout as it is. If it's just, you know, regular old Tuesday, but you know, if, if, if it's the not so scary, like you mentioned, or as we're talking about here, Christmas, I could only imagine, you know, the throngs of people that converge. Yeah. So we, um, I had gone 2008 to 2009 for that New Year's, and we were thinking, oh, we'll spend midnight at the castle. It'll be amazing. We were in Epcot in the morning, and by 11 a.m., they were putting signs up that Magic Kingdom was maxed out. So oh. no one could go. And I was like, 
What? We can't leave Epcot. We cannot leave Epcot because oh we may God. not get into a park for the rest of the day. By 11 a.m.? It was crazy. And so we just stay. I mean, if you're going to get stuck in an in a park, Epcot is great because you could just eat and drink all day. So, exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, tis the season. Exactly. You know, um, so, but people were like taking naps on the lawn. It was just <laughs> so great. There's a crazy Are you sure this was scene. Epcot or not like a tailgate or something? Because <laughs> yeah, I may have strayed to UCF for a bit, but no. Um, <laughs> Sounds for like sure. Bonnaroo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was definitely nuts. And we have been to Disney for one Christmas day, and that's when Frank was working down there, and I think I was in seventh or eighth grade or something like that, so I went down with my parents, and that's also when they did the Disney parade on actual Christmas. So <laughs> my dad and I like went into Magic Kingdom early on, kind of saw some of that being filmed, but then just shot to the back and got on a bunch of rides. So that was awesome. But And then in recent years, I had worked for an airline. So I used to go back and forth a lot for food and wine and definitely this time of year to see the Osborne lights and all of that. So I do enjoy the holidays. Yeah. Which one's your favorite one that you've been to so far? <sighs> favorite holiday, holiday party park kind thing. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I do miss the Osborne lights a lot. Uh, I think that was always my when I thought of like, oh, I want to go near close to Christmas because I want to see those lights. So I definitely miss that. And but I. I really like seeing the castle all iced out. Yeah. Um, I, I love the look of that. And I don't know, it, the Dillos are big on Disney at night. So you add Christmas lights to that everywhere and everything is cooler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all so much better. <laughs> Can I awesome. ask a dumb question real quick? There is no such thing, Landon. Oh, just wait. I, <laughs> we have only just begun. Um, when you say the Osborne lights, what exactly do you mean? Ozzy Osborne. I knew it. Yeah, it's totally Ozzy Osbourne. Wait, you guys don't know the Osbourne lights? No. I told you it was a dumb question. It's I mean, Sam question. totally does, but I don't. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> okay, my bad. So we'll rewind. So there was a fan, and I'm I'm going to have to follow up on the true background story of it all. But there was. No, no, remember, if it's on a podcast, it's true. So oh, so okay, then never mind. Let me make it up. It was my display of Christmas lights. Um, but it was a family, the Osborne family, not Ozzy. That would have been awesome. Uh, they used to do this crazy Christmas spectacular when it came to their decorations and Christmas lights. And I think Disney got an ear of it and kind of had them come. And originally their lights were on the residential portion at hashtag always MGM. Uh, so they were decorated all the houses back there. And then once that area went away, they put it on New York street and they would have music set to all the lights. They would have these like big shows basically that happened just with, those Christmas lights. Oh, wow. And then there were delicious treats such as cupcakes, hot chocolate, you know, mm. get you in the mood in that 80 degree weather. It was great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm about to move to that 80 degree weather. <laughs> it's going to be glorious. 97% humidity. Breathe yeah. it in. Literally, yeah, right. because you can feel it go in your mouth. That's yeah, <laughs> made a made a October's rough, but you know, then the rest of the year is nice. Yeah, <laughs> he says be... with a question mark. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be all right. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So those lights were awesome, and I'll have to try to find some pictures and old videos to send to you guys. But um, those were awesome, and they had talked about maybe moving it to Disney Springs and who knows if they'll bring it back in some way and maybe they'll decorate Galaxy's Edge with it. <laughs> I can't. Awesome. We don't need more crowds here. Uh. No. <laughs> That's true. They're doing yeah. Toy Story though and yeah. they didn't need more crowds there either. So. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Woody looks awesome with his little Christmas scarf. Yeah. I like yeah. that ham cookie too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's my thing. Um, but they, they've added so much over the years too to the holidays and what goes on. And I almost feel like, especially with Epcot, as they add more festivals to the park, so with the Flower and Garden or the art festival they do, they also throw in almost like a mini food and wine with it. So they do that around the holidays as well there. So you can kind of go to different booths around World Showcase and have holiday treats. I'm using air quotes for those that are listening. Um, and 
sample them from different countries and all that. So I think I haven't done that yet. And I think that, and Sam, I know you enjoy some yummy treats. So I think that would be yes. right up your alley. Yes. <laughs> I love to eat and drink anything. And yes. I think the <laughs> treat that I want the most right now is the gingerbread house at the Grand Floridian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some some people have tried to take a piece of it. I don't recommend that. <laughs> wow, is is this one of those things that will get you thrown in Disney jail, which is probably I think it very would. festively decorated <laughs> this time of year? It probably like, is like the nicest jail you'd be mm-hmm. in. Like, like, like all the security guards are dressed as like, uh, like Santa's elves or something? Exactly. Um, <laughs> okay so, with that. Yeah, Landon, uh, to fill you in on the last episode of Theme Park Thursday with the list is, we discussed that a family member of ours allegedly had taken a piece of the house to eat. Oh, boy. We personally were not witness to it, but a few people told us, so it might be true. We're not sure. Mm-mm. That said family member is going to end up on Santa's naughty list. That exactly. Is, that is a no-no. Especially and it was a long time ago at this point, but still, <laughs> like, I don't like to be around such people on the naughty list that I may end up in Disney jail, so. Yeah. yeah. I believe the technical term you're looking for is shenanigans. <laughs> right. You don't want to be around those shenanigans. No. It's inappropriate Disney shenanigans. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You want your Disney shenanigans to be cheeky and fun instead of tragic and cruel. Exactly. Exactly. Like you getting understand. a tummy ache whenever you eat too many of the treats. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like like maybe glue on a gingerbread house. <laughs> it looks like icing does not digest like icing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but And then Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party at Magic Kingdom. I haven't been to since I was a kid, so I can't speak to it in recent years, but I know they have, I had looked it up too. I, I took some notes. I've, I'm never this prepared. Um, hey. I know. So that party goes until December 21st for select nights. And then you can do a triple mountain whammy during that party if you'd like. Ooh, sounds sexy. Right? So you could do Thunder Splash in Space, Dumbo's open, Mine Train's open. They have treats, complimentary treats as well. Nice. Uh, and, but, you know, of course, it's an additional cost. Yep. Starting uh, at 99, you. going up to like 125, depending wow. on how you go. So in addition to your park ticket, of course. Yeah, I was about to ask, is that, you know, in addition to, you know, price of uh, admission to begin with? Oh, yeah. With? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, well, that actually leads me to another question. Uh, you talked about, like, being in the park before, you know, all the fun festivities start and stuff like that. But obviously the park is already, you know, heavily decorated in, in what they're going to be, you know, celebrating later in the evening. Yeah. In your opinion, do you think the extra, you know, cost of admission is worth it? Or can you just go, you know, at like 10 o'clock or whatever and just enjoy the decorations? Yeah, I think you can totally enjoy the decorations. And I think I think all the parties are probably worth doing like once. And then if you have kids with you, that adds something to it because you want to experience it with them and all that. So I'll probably do it at some point. But I was there a few years ago on a night that it was going to be very merry and I did not have tickets. So they kind of try to kick out what I refer to as the riffraff. And you just <laughs> sort of feel like you need to hang your head in shame. Like, I don't. I don't have tickets. I have to leave. And you see all the people coming in like, yeah, we're about to party. It's like, oh, <laughs> see you later, everybody. We got to go. Um, but yeah, there's there's so many decorations. You can still find some delicious treats and all that. But everything. And I think one of my favorite things to do is kind of resort hop during the holidays, too, because all the lobbies are decorated and they all look awesome and i mean grand floridian with the big gingerbread house of course um some other lobbies have gingerbread houses trees some do train setups. so there's there's so much to see that if you didn't buy tickets to a party you're not really missing out okay all right well uh, you did mention uh kicking out the (laughs) riffraff How does Disney, like, differentiate between who should stay and who shouldn't? Is there, like, a fun wristband, or is this on, like, the honor system because you're (laughs) at Disney and they just, you know, expect better of you? 
Right. I mean, I would like to say the honor system, but I think there is a wristband <laughs> situation. Or maybe they scan the med. I don't think they scan the med. I think it's a wristband because they want to, that would be a lot faster to show the wristband. Okay. And yeah. Um, and then you have Disney Springs too, which is all done up. You can do your Christmas shopping down there if you'd like. Or- I'm sure they'd really like that. I yeah, saw sure there's a Christmas down. tree trail there too. Yes. And I was like, yes. ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, that's awesome. You don't need a park ticket to go to Disney Springs. Exactly. <laughs> All you need is your wallet. Exactly. Exactly. If you want to buy something, <laughs> just stack, just stack the wallets with cards, cash, whatever you got. Just put it all in there when you go to Disney. Disney Park. bucks. Exactly. Wait, no, not anymore. No, um, no. Disney dollars. I know I miss them. All right, um, <laughs> They did have. They do have a Christmas shop down there too, which is all year round, and I have spent way too much money in there on ornaments. <laughs> but that's probably my favorite <laughs> store. I, I, if I'm being completely honest, I'd be right there with you. Now, you say it's open year-round. Is there, like, year-round pricing? Like, if you go in the middle of June, is something going to be maybe cheaper than it would be if you went down, you know, two weeks before Christmas? Or are you just uh, paying that how do I put this Disney tax for the extra magic dust that comes with it? Yeah. yeah. I think you're just paying the Disney tax. I have okay. seen. Yeah. Because I think I used to go closer to the holidays and I did go maybe in June. And I noticed like, sometimes they do like three ornaments for like $65. I'm like, what a deal. Let me get them. Um, <laughs> music. Let's do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I get my ornaments at yeah, Costco. Um, so that's a lot of money. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I think it's pretty much steady all year round. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, you've seen things on Twitter and wherever else about holidays at the parks. Are you guys really wanting to see something specific? I want to go to Epcot. I, that international festival, I'm not sure. It seems like it's going to be a bunch of different cultures and how they celebrate the holidays. So you'll get a little taste of around the world. Yeah, I'm for that, you know. Yeah. And yeah. they'll probably have like cool drinks from each like holiday and food. Mm-hmm. And that's where I want like what I want the most of is just food and drinks. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, Epcot suits me very well. <laughs> yeah. Any time of the year, Epcot is on point with their food and drinks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it seems like every other day they have some sort of uh, it's Happy Wine Wednesday yeah. festival. Come on down. Why not? Yes. <laughs> yeah, they have made so many festivals now that they get the traffic in there pretty much year round at this point with some sort of festival. Yeah. I did notice... Um, because of the candlelight processional, which is they have a narrator there who's typically an actor like Neil Patrick Harris, I think, was just there doing it and a choir that sings. And they kind of just tell the story of Christmas. And I think to pair with that show, they have a dining package, kind of like they do with Fantasmic. So if you go to certain restaurants in World Showcase, you can pair it for like better seating at the candlelight processional. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. um, so that's cool, too. And I noticed that um, Ale and Compass over at... Yacht Club was included in that too. So that's okay. pretty, I think that's a pretty good little combo there. Yeah, that sounds yeah. great. Better seats. better seats anywhere in Disney is always good. Yeah. But <laughs> always look at the better seats. Yeah, you're closer, but it's hard to get out. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, that's, that's a that good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, of that. I mean, like, like the perfect seat for the show, but you better get comfortable in that perfect seat for the show because you ain't going anywhere for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, and hopefully you just doubled up on your drinks from one of the booths at World Showcase so that you're uh, yes. set. I mean, <laughs> be prepared is that one lion from that movie about the king lion set. King lion? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, for whatever reason, I can't remember the name of that movie. Just like that one movie uh, about B. Jerry Seinfeld and that movie about bees. Yeah. What, oh. What's the name of it? The bee movie? Yeah. No, I think it was Ants. Yeah, it was Ants. <laughs> I'm really confused. (laughs) (laughs) You got me, Landon. Yeah. We'll have to fact check this portion. Yeah. As I already said, it's on a podcast. It's obviously true. Oh, right. My bad. That's right. (laughs) Um, Something I haven't seen, too, is over at the studios. I can't call it Hollywood Studios. Sorry. Um, So it's just the studios? Is that what the cool kids are calling it? It's really hashtag always MGM. But... the studios, I guess, is the, um, what's it called? Sunset Season, which is the projection show on Tower of Terror. Oh, yeah. That looks so cool. 
I really want to see that. And they have the snow coming down as you're walking up to it. So oh, that's that so cool. really cool. That does sound cool. Yeah, I have not seen that yet, but I want to. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you got to have something to do when you go down to Disney, right? right? Exactly. And all this really just makes me want to like plan a trip and... I need to do yeah, that. welcome to me every time I come on this podcast. It's like, well, okay, apparently I'm just, like I said, I'm going to have to live in Jay and Sam's backyard pretending to be an alligator just so I can do all this stuff. We'll Why let not? you come in. Right. I mean, I think they would probably let you sleep on their couch. I don't You're know welcome. y'all's relationship, but I'm you hoping. You say that, but, 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 but you've never been around me all that. No. But, I mean, he's already. It would be like that one episode of The Office. I would sleep at the foot of their bed like, like Michael did with Jan. Because I think perfectly. There's got to be a middle ground between sleeping with the alligators and sleeping at the foot of their bed. Perhaps. <laughs> perhaps I'll bring the well. alligators inside. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that might not work either. <laughs> we, we'll let me, have let a me try room. to help you pitch this to them properly. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like I'm going to need some help. It sounds yeah, like it, yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like anything with the alligators, first off gets excluded we'll just but, start there i mean it's florida isn't, it isn't is. that like the state bird I mean, pretty much yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> i think we're coming to a point where we're probably just babbling now <laughs> just talking about alligators <laughs> what about yeah, alligators yeah. with santa hats they're festive there we go and we're back on track i, mean, <laughs> I like those <laughs> during like peter pan's flight the crocodile that comes up maybe he has a santa hat on they should do that that, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I know uh, they do dress up some of the attractions for Christmas and give them Christmas overlays. Yeah, nice. they do so the uh, Jingle Cruise. <gasps> what? I Instead didn't know the jungle that. Jungle Cruise. Ah. Yeah. Uh, so they, they dress, they add some festive touches to the Jungle Cruise. See? Jungle Cruise. <laughs> Little Easter eggs everywhere. Christmas right? stuff. Mm-hmm. That's cool. No, it's, it, it's for Christmas, I, not Easter. I realize. I realize <laughs> that's that a whole I other up holiday. holidays. We'll <laughs> yeah. As but long luckily, as we still get to look at the backside of a waterfall, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but Sam, this time next year, you'll be all in. You'll know everything so much better. I'm than I'm going to tell you guys what's going on. So, <laughs> yay! I already uh, told the family that whenever I get there, I'd like to go ahead and get my pass so I can start going and. Uh, then they can just be jealous while they're um, finishing yeah. out their school year. <laughs> yeah, because then you can be like live from the ground and you can like be doing these segments because you were actually in the action. You can't not have a pass until they get there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have to can. get one early. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. He has like, to get like, it immediately. Mm-hmm. I mean, while, while McKenna's finishing up high school and Chicken Nugget is, you know, doing his placement <laughs> for said high school, they need to be like, guess what? Here I am at the Jungle Cruise. What's yes. up? Exactly. Yeah, yes, you must. Oh, I look forward I'm to excited. it. <laughs> well, I think we're we're, we're good. Are we wrapping up now? Sure. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, I it was enjoyed scabibbity bobbity booing with you. <laughs> I see what you did there. I like it. I made it happen. I don't think I could say it like scabibbidi bubbidi boo. I did it. We'll have to make Jim and Jim and Samden a more regular uh, thing. Uh, Yes, yes, please. Yes, definitely. Maybe we can have our own like YouTube show. There we go. Yeah, I've always been told I have a face for the internet. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) You do. Behind a paywall that nobody wants to pay for, but still a face for the internet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. Um, let's do this again really, yes, really soon. definitely. Thanks for having me. Jin, do you yeah. have anything you want to plug before we go? Oh, I mean, I'll totally plug Dillo's Diz on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and like us and follow us and do all the things. Yeah. You know, Subscribe to us. I've heard of y'all. Yeah. Oh, you have? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You're so popular. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Landon? Anything you want to plug? 
uh, twitter.com slash landoz, L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me, Landon. I love that. That's me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, that's where you can find the latest from me. 280 characters at a time. I also on a website, buttmunchchips.com, buttmunchchips, and on your button munch. That's where you can find the exclusive. We posted Game of Thrones talk, a.k.a. Got Talk, where myself and Hunter East have a episode-by-episode breakdown of Season 7 of HBO's award-winning series, Game of Thrones. We do have a return date for uh, the final season of Game of Thrones. So Yay! Hunter and I will be joining you to break that down and talk about how every one of your favorite characters is dead. Sorry, spoiler alert. That's just the way it is. Uh, I'm also host a uh, wrestling podcast. Yeah, that thing, Near Fall Radio. You can find that in the iTunes store. Just search Near Fall Radio. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Remember, five stars or GTFO. Well, is there anything you don't do, Landon? Um, I don't tap. That's about oh. it. Maybe New Year's resolution. Yeah. No, no. I, I already have. I already have a modern dance on lockdown. I figure I need to leave something uh, for somebody else. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all real soon. <laughs>